It's the third Sunday in Lent, and uh, I'm glad that we are here to worship together. Let us do so. Go to Dark Gethsemane. (laughs) 
standing as you are able. Hear this word from the prophet Isaiah chapter 55 verses 6 through 9. Seek the Lord when he can still be found. Call him while he is yet near. Let the wicked abandon their ways and the sinful their schemes. Let them return to the Lord so that he may have mercy on them. To our God, because he is generous with forgiveness. My plans aren't your plans, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. Just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my plans than your plans. The word of God for the people of God. And let us turn in our hymnals to number seven hundred eighty-eight. The Psalter lesson is Psalm 63. Let us read responsibly. O God, you are my God. I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you. As in a dry and weary land where no water is. So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory. Because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live. I will lift up my hands and call on your name. My soul is feasted as with marrow and fat, and my mouth praises you with joyful lips when I think of your of you upon my bed and meditate on you in the watches of the night. For you have been my help, and in the shadow of your wings I sing for joy. My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. But those who seek to destroy my life shall go down into the depths of the earth. They shall be given over to the power of the sword. They shall be prayed for jackals. But the king shall rejoice in God. All who swear in God's name shall glory, but the mouths of liars shall be stopped. Sunday. just happens once a year. It's never been more important than this year, I think. Last Sunday, I got an email from a uh, colleague, a pastor in Malawi. It was short. It said, the storm is terrible. Our houses are going. People are dying everywhere. I have no idea how many. Please pray for us. Somehow that made me think of when Jesus said to his disciples, 
after they had seen him do miracle after miracle, greater things you'll do than I have done. You can do more than what you've seen me do. That's always puzzled me to tell you the truth until this week when we got this really good example of what that meant. On Sunday, I get the email from my friend in Malawi to say Zimbabwe, Mozambique, Malawi are basically underwater at the same time the Midwest is underwater and floods are everywhere, it seems like. Monday, we got an update from United Methodist Committee on Relief. Our team in, I forget which of those three countries the, the, the office is for UMCOR, we have given out um, sustaining grants, 10,000 to each of those countries through the local Methodist churches. And at the same time, they were doing the same thing in Mississippi, Alabama, and all those other places that were underwater here. On Tuesday, it sort of made the news. But by then, because of what you do through UMCOR, help had already arrived before the greater U.S. population maybe even knew what happened. The joy of being part of the Christian church is we don't have to say if only there was something we could do because we have the joy and the opportunity and responsibility every single day to pray and as the African proverb says, to put feet on your prayers. Or as people sitting in the back row say, especially on Monday nights, we are the hands and feet of Jesus. Today's offering goes for the behind the scenes, the administrative, the supplies, the offices, sort of like the church secretary goes behind everything we do here on Sundays. So if you can give today, really know it would be put immediately to work. And if you would like to do particularly for those emergency situations, the flooding right now, you can always go online to UMCOR. Just type UMCOR, give floods, and you can immediately go to a specific place um, at any time. So that's why we celebrate UMCOR Sunday. And thank you again for your attention, and may God help us all to always put feet to our prayers. The United Methodist Committee on Relief. And in our conference, we have a lot of uh, district teams that uh, are kind of uh, playing on UMCOR's part to be ready to uh, give, give help to people in need in our own conference area. Give as you can. That reminds us of uh, the many crises around the world in our own nation. Some of it's just weather. Uh, some of it is more than likely related to global warming. And then there are those situations where it's mainly human against human. And uh, so we pray for all people affected by uh, disasters, dangers, weather, and uh, crisis of whatever kind. Let us join our hearts as we bow together in prayer. O God who has created and continues to create, who has blessed and continues to bless, 
who has called and continues to call. We come to worship in this hour to give ourselves in your service to sing hymns of praise, to hear your word read and proclaimed, to join in fellowship, and to pray, to confess, to receive your forgiveness once more. You know our sins, those we commit by error, and those we uh, commit simply by our inaction and passiveness. May your forgiveness be complete to remove our guilt and to free us to serve you and love you more fully. Bless your church in all parts of the world, wherever two or more are gathered, wherever congregations like ours meet for worship, wherever people come together for study. May we always know your presence and seek your will. May we always trust your promises and risk ourselves to do what you would have us do. Bless our congregation this day as we worship here and now. And may we continue to worship you throughout our lives every hour of every day, wherever we are, offering our prayers, our thanks, and opening ourselves to be used by you for your service. There is no way that is too small or too great, but led by your Spirit, we can be a blessing to others. We offer our prayer in Jesus' name, and we pray the prayer he has taught us when we say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Gospel according to Luke, chapter 13, verses 1 through 9. Some who were present on that occasion told Jesus about the Galileans whom Pilate had killed while they were offering sacrifices. He replied, Do you think the suffering of the Galileans proves that they were more sinful than all the other Galileans? No, I tell you, but unless you change your hearts and lives, you will die just as they did. 
What about those 18 people who were killed when the Tower of Siloam fell on them? Do you think that they were more guilty of wrongdoing than everyone else who lives in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you change your hearts and lives, you will die just as they did. Jesus told this parable. A man owned a fig tree planted in his vineyard. He came looking for fruit on it and found none. He said to his gardener, Look, I've come looking for fruit on this fig tree for the past three years, and I've never found any. Cut it down. Why should it continue depleting the the soil's nutrients? The gardener responded, Lord, give it one more year, and I will dig around it and give it fertilizer. Maybe it will produce fruit next year. If not, then you can cut it down. The word of God for the people of God. You may be seated. Let us continue in God's word with the reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 1 through 13. Brothers and sisters, I want you to be sure of the fact that our ancestors were all under the cloud and they all went through the sea. All were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. All ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink. They drank from a spiritual rock that followed them and the rock was Christ. However, God was unhappy with most of them and they were struck down in the wilderness. These things were examples for us so we won't crave evil things like they did. Don't worship false gods like some of them did. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink, and they got up to play. Let's not practice sexual immorality like some of them did, and 23,000 died in one day. Let's not test Christ like some of them did and were killed by the stake by the snakes let's not grumble like some of them did and were killed by the destroyer these things happened to them as an example and were written as a warning for us to whom the end of time has come so those who think they are standing need to watch out or else they may fall no temptation has seized you that isn't common for people but God is faithful he won't allow you to be tempted beyond your your abilities instead with the temptation God will also supply a way out so that you will be able to endure the word of God for the people of God. Now I've been playing with this WWJD and uh, WWYD, WWID, 
And uh, today I, I, I put a new one in here. WWJT. What would Jesus think? Now, that's not an easy thing. Uh, I could have gone first to WWJS. What would Jesus say? But do you realize that the words of Jesus were originally spoken in a language foreign to us? And that language is no longer a part of Scripture. Um, the words of Jesus are those remembered by His disciples who became the apostles and those who shared them with others. And uh, if you've ever played gossip or played that game, you know, where you uh, start with one phrase and you send it around the circle, it comes back in some strange ways. It is a miracle. I mean a miracle that we have the Bible as we have it. And it's been around long enough to influence many lives, many, many lives, many times over. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not because we, we think God wrote it that we call it the Holy Bible. It's because people have used this book to find their faith for generations and centuries. And before our Old Testament was old, it was the Scripture of Jesus' day. And uh, if you are a Catholic or uh, know some Catholics, in, in some of our Bibles there's a thing called the Apocrypha that is also considered part of the Holy Bible. But Protestants chose to delete that and leave that out of our sacred Scripture. And for what got into the Bible... You know, even uh, Martin Luther said, well, that book of Revelation is, is no use. It ought to be left out. What did Jesus say? What did Jesus think? It's an interesting conversation in Luke's telling of the story. Uh, the, these people are listening to Jesus teach and preach and somebody raises a question. Well, what about those people who were slain when they, they were worshiping God? And, and the, they came in and killed them all in the act of worship. Now, Jesus was thinking something. And uh, it's, it's not quite clear whether he uh, was finishing the question or wondering, you know, what was behind the question. But he does state, do you, do you think they were more guilty of sin than anybody else? Now, it causes us to wonder about our own questions. You know, how did this happen? How could it be that people in the act of worship would be shot down by a crazy man? How could it be that somebody could come in to the sanctuary the safe place of all safe places, you know, we may be more prone to look at the attacker. But everybody knew that the Romans were bad. 
And it was all of them, not just the ones who were coming in to do the murdering. Could it be that some people would think that the people who were in those churches at those times maybe weren't as good a Christians as some of the rest of us? I think Jesus would thoughtfully answer the same today as He did then. You know, it's not because there were sinners. But beware, life is short, life is brief, and uh, you could die soon, anytime. Well, what about that club down there in Florida? I understand that was just a sex club, maybe even heavy with homosexuals, but maybe we would blame those people for being in that place at that time. But is, is it any different than a killer coming into church for a killer to go into a place where people are gathered otherwise? I mean, it's the same thing of murder. And I think Jesus again would say, you know, it's not, it's not because of their sin that they die. We all die. Sooner or later. Sometimes in horrible, horrific ways. And sometimes just naturally. But are you ready? Are you ready? It's worth our thinking. We could die any minute. Any day. Are we ready? What does it mean to be ready? question arises well what does Jesus think of us oh I think he's glad to see us here this morning I think he welcomes us the same way we greet one another I think I think Jesus is glad when people worship God but you know um, if we could read Jesus mind regarding ourself what would he say Okay, Tom, what would God say? I know you're thinking about what you're going to eat after the service. There is one guide to uh, understanding Jesus' mind, and that's to understand Jesus' heart. And uh, that's where we put our trust in the Scriptures so that we can put our faith in God that these stories have been recorded and sometimes with a little bit of an explanation because Jesus tells a parable right after these questions have been raised and he's responded to them and he tells about a man who had a fig tree and it didn't have any figs it's been growing for three years and he tells his gardener cut it down and the gardener says well now wait a minute it's uh you know it's only three years old how about I put a little fertilizer around it and we give it one more year? What are we talking about here? We talk about a, a, a an owner who has the right to go ahead and take it out. But we're talking about an owner who also listens to the the gardener who says, give it time. Now it may be the communication between God and Jesus. You know, he uh, comes up on Jerusalem. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. And yet, uh, 
he goes to the cross and gives himself. Have you noticed how the, the songs and, and the scriptures and everything about this Sunday has, has a little bit more of a minor tone than a major tone? As we're approaching Holy Week, uh, which comes between now and Easter Sunday, uh, we're reminded that uh, we live and we die. Uh, we're reminded that we're called to live faithfully. Now, Paul, I, I just wonder sometimes if, if Paul was really thinking as Jesus would think when he started talking about the Hebrews. But Old Testament says that God punished people for their sins immediately. It wasn't a matter of an afterlife. It was a matter of dying right now. Dying immediately. And, and that's probably why some people raise the question about those Galileans who were killed in worship. And about those people who were standing around the Tower of Siloam when it fell. Because the Old Testament gives that impression that and maybe that's the way it was. I wouldn't contest that at all. That Jesus would just destroy and wipe people out because they were doing wrong. Paul also talked about a new age that has already arrived and told us that <clears throat> with every temptation, God will give us a way out of that temptation. But you know, I, I, a lot of us like to have a good excuse, don't we? Well, I couldn't do it uh, because I, I knew the family was coming. I, I couldn't be there because I didn't want to give my cold to anybody else. <coughs> what would Jesus think of our excuses for not doing more, for not doing what we know to do and not uh, taking the time to uh, be more holy, to uh, read our Bibles, to pray, what would Jesus think? What would Jesus think? Just